0: I feel it in my bones, enough to make my systems blow. Welcome to the new age, to the new age. Welcome to the new age, to the new age. (laughs) Well, that's Imagine Dragons. And if it's what I repeated into the ear of a sleeping giant whose massive noggin was resting on my shoulder on a two-seater section of the F-train, then this must be Dale Radio. And I, of course, am your host, Dale Seaver, and you're listening to another episode of Some Things I Enjoy, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And I'm a wee bit north of our little Gowani today up in Billyburg. Is that where I am? A Greenpoint? Greenpoint. Greenpoint. This is place its just got it all, doesn't it?
1: It does. It's my favorite neighborhood in New York.
0: All right, well, surprise, I'm not alone. <laughs> that wasn't me talking. I'm here at at the home of one of fashion's fastest rising stars. That's true, isn't it? <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, shooting sure up. Hanging
0: out here with you in a lovely Polish neighborhood, Leah Cinquegrano.
1: Cinquegrano. That's
0: what I said. <laughs> Cinquegrano
1: hmm it means I five grains.
0: It means five grains from what, what like Italian? Italian. Yeah, mm-hmm. cinque Grano. Yeah. I practiced it and then I still went right through it. <laughs> That's what happens to me sometimes. How are you doing, Leah? I'm very well. Good, how was your day? Resting? It
1: was good. I stayed home, played hooky. Is
0: that a right to identify? I don't I mean to be so. tagging you. I feel like I'm tagging you when you're out at a party or something. It's a right. You didn't want your coworkers to know. I was you a, a little generous, sick. You were a little sick, probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we don't like to hear that of big colds going around, <laughs> isn't it? Well, we have lots of lots to talk about. You know, I am a bit of a fashion icon around the Gowanus, as, as you are no doubt aware, and I draw my inspiration from the Union Street Bridge and other toxic locales. What is hot for spring, in your opinion?
1: For spring? Jeez, you know, there's been a lot of debate about prints. Yeah. Are prints in or are they out?
0: I, I don't know. What are, What do you think? Floral?
1: I always feel for prints, but people are going more geometric.
0: Geometric prints.
1: Geometric, modern.
0: Is the chevron over? Are we done with that?
1: I'm not feeling the chevron because the chevron reminds me of a flame stitch, which yeah. is this old 70s knit stitch that Missoni uh-huh. used. And my mom would always tell me that she associated it with uncool Uh-oh. clothing.
0: Well, don't tell Target. <laughs> <laughs> They got a lot of it over there, don't they?
1: Yeah. Do they have Missoni for Target still? I
0: don't know. That stuff sold out right away. You it couldn't did. get it. It's on eBay, though. I bet. I know. Another the, a couple of the ladies at the office were going wild when that <laughs> when that went on. Oh my gosh! I thought I'd never hear the end of it. Now, uh, congratulations, by the way, on your apartment over here.
2: Thank you. This
0: is nice. And I I told you, you were in a bit of a smallish. I don't think, legal apartment before when I saw you.
1: Even that was, to me, l- so much larger than the one before. Before I was living in a hallway.
0: Just In, in a hole somewhere? In
1: a hallway in, in a really cool neighborhood,
0: yeah. Nolita
1: on Mulberry Street. Oh, sure. I was between the living room and my roommate's room. So I was <laughs> in the hallway. And even before that, You're I at was at the center in...
0: of it all. You even yeah. smaller place before that?
1: For that, I was in a closet.
0: <laughs> you should see if you can get a space above the seats on Amtrak. There <laughs> <Everywhere laughs> they put the luggage. That'd be pretty. Now I think the last time I saw you, I was uh, my pants were off in your place, and you were uh, fitting me into a, an insect costume, mm-hmm. which I later found out resembled. We're supposed to be a cricket, I think, <laughs> and it resembled a cockroach a little bit more, <laughs> as I found out. Wearing it around park <laughs> slopes. I right? had a lot of nice compliments.
1: <laughs> For people calling you a cockroach? Yeah,
0: cockroach man. Hey, roach man. They thought I was some kind of exterminator uh, mascot. But that was nice. And uh, But boy, that was... And you were down in Chinatown before.
1: I was. And that, I thought, was the apartment that I would never leave. Really? I thought it was huge. It was a former garment factory. I felt like I was meant Conceptually, to Conceptually, it made
0: sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you 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 got a nice place here, so let's leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's another mark. The next that means the next place up will be a palace. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine. Well, so let's walk through your life. Uh, you grew up in Florida, or I you just yeah, okay, Sarasota. Damn, Sarasota, mm-hmm. that's um, quite a place. It
1: is a lot of people <laughs> your age there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i like to go there. We used to do the circuit, but more Tampa. You know, and over there and uh, down the Gulf Coast and all. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, we had some good times. And then sometimes I like to sneak out to a little play, Captiva. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: And Shannabelle, go out there, look for sand dollars. Mm-hmm. You can't find those as much anymore, can you?
1: Not since the uh, oil spill. Is that what did it? <laughs> I don't now, know. Now, I
0: noticed there's somebody from Florida. You don't have a lot of boxes of shells around. What's going on?
1: Boxes of shells?
0: Yeah, that's what I associate with people from Florida.
1: I don't like to keep garbage. <laughs> there's,
0: a, there's a whole industry down there. You, of you tchotchke know, keepers? Well, yeah, garbage. I guess you call them garbage houses. Hoarders? Yeah, hoarders. <laughs> but there's like a shelf store. If mm-hmm. you can't find them yourself, you can go go and buy them.
1: They sell sand, too.
0: <laughs> I guess they sell dirt when we come right down to it. <laughs> but do you have a good childhood down there? You're, I did. Yeah.
1: I met a lot of creative kids that I'm still friends with. A lot of them live in New York.
0: And did that, so that kind of set you off on an artistic path, or did you always know that art was a, a, an option for you? Because I met some kids growing up in Florida, maybe not so keen to pursue it, or didn't even know to.
1: Well, interestingly, we were exposed a lot to art, because there's the Ringling Museum, Sure, yeah. and then the oh, Ringling right. Brothers right Circus.
0: And I don't mean to offend anybody in Florida. No, I'm okay. just saying, you know... Sometimes we have to be led to it, and I sometimes it just finds just like a lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how I came about to podcast. But that's right, of course, the great Ringling, and then the Ringling School uh-huh. is down there.
1: My brother attended Ringling School. Oh, partner. really?
0: I went, you know, I did continuing education at RISD, which we'll get to, mm-hmm. uh, specializing in mold making. But one of the places that I went to check out as I drove around the country, uh, uh, <laughs> just, my wife and I going around the country... And uh, I looked into the ringling thing, and I walked in, and uh, a fellow just shouted from the back, go to RISD. Really? <laughs> and I don't even know how he knew that I was considering it as an option for me, and I wasn't particularly excited about the cold climate. But uh, then I had a horrible nosebleed, and I uh, had some uh, oysters or something down there in the, at, the, at a little <laughs> sea shanty place. And uh, I just said, I don't know if this is for me. That made up my mind. You didn't want to go there. You wanted to get farther away.
1: Yes. I knew always that it was not a place I would live in post high school. I didn't feel like I belonged there. Yeah. But I like growing up there.
0: And you like to go back? Not that much. <laughs> do you go back? No. You're I still do. A family I family there.
1: I do. I have my parents there, but they are over it. They're ready to yeah. move.
0: Yeah. Will they come up here? You got enough room for them here. <laughs> You for a couple more families in here.
1: I know. In Chinatown, this would be a probably a ten-family. Oh, month. at
0: least, at least yeah. you could loft most of this space. <laughs> and by the way, you say you say that your name means five grains, as if that makes it easier. That doesn't really help as far oh. as <laughs> <sorry to laughs> every... pronouncing it. It's not like oh, of course, five grains.
1: Well, th- if you think Cinque, about it, Shingu and Grano sound kind of like five and grain. Yeah. No.
0: okay, whatever gets you through. The point is, so then you made your way to RISD, as we said, uh-huh. the promised land. Yeah, you had a good time up there going through it. Loved it. We're doing, and you got right into the fashion department there.
1: I did, but all the departments were so inspired in terms of the kids that were in each, each You
0: wanted department. a good time.
1: Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I got really confused. I thought maybe I need to be in painting or maybe I should be studying textiles. I just yeah. wanted to to major in every single option. But I stuck with fashion.
0: Yeah, good. good.
1: And uh actually Providence is my parents' hometown. Oh really? Yep. So I, I felt pretty familiar with Providence. That's
0: where? how did they get through there?
1: From I guess Providence there's a there's, Florida? a there's
0: a big Italian neighborhood there, isn't there? Oh yeah. They're, they're Italian. They're
1: Italian. Okay. They do a lot of, spend a lot of time on Federal Hill. That's the
0: place. Mm-hmm. What's the deep dish pizza place up there? Caserta's. Caserta's. And you get a minestrone soup with that sometimes. Sometimes. You could. Yep. And then a slice of carrot cake. Sure. That'd be a nice evening for me at home. That's what <laughs> I would do. If Ginny was out, I'd order from Caserta's and just get that stuff. Well, you had a couple of dodgy characters, though, up on that hill, didn't you? Oh, yeah. You go to some of the places.
1: Right near Onlyville?
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. But like a lot of nice leather coats. A lot of leather coats.
1: Leather coat clad. Like
0: older fellas in leather coats. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes a long ponytail.
1: Walking with a cane.
0: Yep, yep. That might also be a dagger. (laughs) (laughs) You you didn't know. You had to keep your wits about you in Providence, didn't you?
1: Yeah, there was one guy that would hang around at parties, I remember, at RISD, and he had a peg leg. Yeah. And he could detach the peg leg and turn it into a bomb.
0: <laughs> well, he's the kind of guy you want on a college campus, isn't mm-hmm. he?
1: <laughs> he was an older fellow. <laughs>
0: of course he was. <laughs> There's not a lot of teens that get that racket figured out. <laughs> I know what my angle's going to be. Peg leg. Was it a (laughs) full-on peg leg? It was like a wooden, like a pirate one. It It wasn't like a prosthesis kind of. It didn't look like a foot.
1: It was like a pipe.
0: It looked like a bong.
1: Not like a glass bong.
0: (laughs) I know that wouldn't be practical. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's quite a circuit up there. Uh Were you involved in that? Did you go to any tunnel parties, or were they all gone by the time you were there? No,
1: I did spend time in the tap room, and that ended shortly after.
0: Oh, Oh, sure. What was that? The school provided beer for children, is that it?
1: <laughs> yeah, there was a brown tap room at yeah, Brown yeah. University, and yeah. then there was a RISD tap Squaresville room. Squaresville. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. It was like night and day going to brown frat parties or RISD parties at what was yeah. called the Pink House.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's, that says it all right there. I don't think that I... Well, no, that's not true. I attended a couple... You know, But again, it's tough. I was a little advanced in my age, so to be hanging around, you always felt awkward. Really? <laughs> well, if you didn't have a peg leg scheme, worked <laughs> out you were just uh, you know, an older guy dancing by yourself in the corner. But they had some... Uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. I was there a little bit before. I think you were, because uh, you were there in the 2000s.
1: 2001 to 2005. In, in
0: the arts. Oh, that must have been a riveting time to be over there. When were you there? Or slightly before that in the in the nineties, yeah, early nineties, early to mid.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> well, let's see. If Cat finished in '97, were you were there at the same. We time? We were
0: contemporaries. Yes, yeah. We went to car house together. Oh yes. <laughs> I'm sure.
1: I had a show there. You know how they used to oh, that's little gallery right. shows. Yeah,
0: sure. I hope that's still on your resume.
1: Oh, no, it's not. But I did, my friend and I actually did an independent study. We never met with the teacher once. We just uh-huh. dropped off videos in her mailbox. Ooh. And we did a TV show <laughs> called Dirty Dishes. hey
0: I like that. Does this exist now? Can I get this on YouTube?
1: No, we only did two episodes. It was so much Ooh, work.
0: Limited, limited <laughs> run. Limited. How long was the show?
1: It was about a half hour, 20 That's minutes. That's a lot
0: of television to produce. Wait, interview? What was it? Just you, you guys talking?
1: It was us talking. We were in front of a green screen some of the time. That's good. The first episode, we made a gingerbread Monticello. So we had to go to the graveyard and bring back Thomas Jefferson Okay. from the dead. And he was a drunk lush, and he helped us drop the Wait, plans. Wait, that was somebody
0: in a, in a getup? hmm Okay.
1: So he, drew, he helped us drop the gingerbread house plans. Yeah. And then we did step-by-step. And we were wearing powdered wigs and crinolines. And, uh,
0: and what was the, was the focus? Is just two, two people hanging out? What was the independent study? It was still for fashion?
1: It was for English.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some of the better classes there, yeah. aren't they?
1: Well, I had taken a food writing class with this teacher. Food writing? Yeah.
0: This kind of thing wasn't going on when I was there. <laughs> we had to read books.
1: We had to read books in food writing class. And we had to cook, and then.
0: Food. What does that mean? Food writing.
1: Well, uh, it's the art of criticizing cuisine.
0: <laughs> oh, like in a blog format.
1: No, in a paper format.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. You were trading. Like, what were you reading though? Food zines, food food uh, criticism collections from uh, the New Yorker. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, honestly, I can't remember what the.
0: What's the, the aim of that? To become too. a restaurant critic? Can I close this? Yeah. All right. The that aim was the of the class
1: it? was to be descriptive.
0: Was it a partnership with Johnson & Wales? No. Oh, my
1: God, Johnson. J-Woo, we called it. J-Woo? Yeah. Not to be confused with J-Wow.
0: No, no, no. That so, came later. Yeah. God bless her. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Food writing doesn't sound like it's a real. That sounds made up. I hope that person's not still there.
1: She was a wonderful teacher. <laughs> she really forced you to feel comfortable reading your work aloud because that oh, well, was that's required. Good.
0: No, it sounds nice.
1: And a lot of times we'd have to bring in a dish, or we'd have to talk about a food-related memory.
0: Oh, those are my some of my favorites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have so many great memories of food. And, uh, okay, so you you start at gingerbread monticello. Mm
2: hmm. Cello? Cello.
0: Cello. And then you get into the, the, how do you go from there for the second episode? How do you top that? So we, Guggenheim. actually, we
1: didn't top it. It was not as good as the first episode. Sophomore slump. We did, It was a sophomore slump, but we thought we'd have an evil episode. Yeah and we wanted to preserve nefertiti in a jello mold okay. of a pyramid yeah so we went down to the industrial design building yes. built a lego pyramid and then made a plastic form mold of that and that was our jello mold so we had um the guy that played thomas jefferson is now Back, playing recurring a mummy character. he's the mummy he must he's have all been up. an actor. yeah <laughs> Yeah, and then our other friend played Nefertiti, and we she came to us looking for a way to preserve her mummified boyfriend because he was just falling, falling apart. I got it. So um, we tricked them into getting into our jello mold.
0: Did you have to shrink them, or they were full sized jello mold? <laughs> they,
1: we had to. <laughs> well, we acted like we were shoving them in the refrigerator, and then all of a sudden they were really shrunken down little figurines inside of the Jell-O mold. You had a little
0: leap of faith you had to take. But... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of jello was it?
1: It was flavorless. Oh, okay. It was, um, I mean, we did a little bit of just like Jell-O, a... uh-huh. but mostly we gelatin. had to use gelatin. That's the horse stuff. Yeah. Yeah. To get that. Dense consistency, but it had no flavor. It was just a golden color we were going for.
0: Oh, sure. To look like a pyramid.
1: Yes, and then we finished it off with a little spray-on edible gold leaf.
0: Oh, my. And did you eat it afterwards? We ate it. At the cash party?
1: We didn't enjoy it, but we ate it. (laughs) Sounds disgusting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And so, did you always know you are going to go to New York, though? If you get into fashion, how many other options are there?
1: There aren't that many. For a while, I had it in my head that... I was going to live in Amsterdam.
0: Oh, that's a great place. you I been there? I should, Did you go there?
1: I did go there, and I felt like I needed to live there. But at the end of the day, I am an American. Right? I like by, being My gosh. America.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you stuck to your guns and you came to New York City mm-hmm. as a young person. That's a brave thing to do. I didn't do it, but uh, I appreciate those who do. I remember you remember your first experience of New York.
1: First, before I actually moved here. or oh, just
0: moving here, what those early early impressions were like.
1: Oh, yeah. I was living on my brother's floor uh-huh. on an air mattress. I had no job. I was looking for work, going to the gym every day. I never looked better.
0: And did you, did you see anything that just was like, it's all right, it's going to keep me going?
1: Yeah, every time I rode over the Williamsburg Bridge ah. and saw the skyline. I still, I love that. And I would have to roll down the window halfway because I'm superstitious that the car flies into the water. You can get out of the open window.
0: You know what I carry with me is a window breaker. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> a rock? No, it's not a rock. <laughs> it's an actual object that a relative gave me. She always, every year, she gives me this thing that'll be like, uh, you, if you're gonna die, you need to have this. So I end up with a vest full of gadgets <laughs> I gotta wear whenever I'm in the car. But this one has got a flashing doohickey on it, and I think it probably radios GPS or calls a satellite. And if you need to, you can smash it, specifically designed with a metal point to break the break the glass, and uh, so you can get out. Wow! But nice. you can try your method too. <laughs> just leave the wind, out. just leave the window cracked. Yeah, well, that's the thing. The pressure starts. I saw MythBusters about there.
1: Yeah, you'll mm-hmm. be—you'll just die if the window's uh, not open. Just, uh,
0: I mean, yeah, you don't want to go off anyway, but no. Well, I, I, I hope that you'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> you scared me <laughs> from doing it. I remember one of my first trips. I slept in a uh, like a pop up camper down <laughs> there by the twin towers and the police station. Um, just a beautiful. I think I met a prostitute too. Really? Down the train. And I would got separated from my party, but she was nice. So uh, that's quite a... Okay, so we get you here, and then you're working. You get into the big leagues, and you're working for Nanette. Mm-hmm. What is that's her name? Nanette Lepore, yep. She's a big deal.
1: She's pretty big. Yeah. But she runs her business like a small business.
0: Oh, gosh, that's beautiful. That's an American Express commercial. Isn't mm-hmm. <laughs> it? <laughs> well, you're a good company person. Uh, I like the name Nanette. It does. Speaking of prostitutes, it sounds like a kind of a French courtesan or something, mm-hmm. like from a different era. You'd go and she'd welcome you into her boudoir, mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of flowing skirt. <laughs> Think about that the next time you have a meeting with her. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad that she's okay. And what do you do that do there for her?
1: Well, right now I'm doing her shoe and handbag designs.
0: What does that mean?
1: Well, we are doing four collections a year. And I sketch up all the shoes and handbags, and then I submit specs and sketches to the factory.
0: So you have to, and is it, I mean, is it really that wildly different, or you take a base model all the time? Is there a signature uh, Nanette shoe?
1: Not really. We're just building this business. She has not had good luck in that category.
0: With with footwear.
1: With footwear. She's a real clothes girl. Uh Uh-huh. So... Her clothes you know maybe. what you
0: ought to do? Get some of those uh, Dr. Scholl's insoles
1: mm-hmm.
0: and just build them right in. <laughs>
1: That'll do it.
0: <laughs> I'm t- There's not a lot of fashionable options for people that have problems with their feet.
1: That's true. And if
0: you could address those in some way with some kind of gel insert.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Built in. Just tell her
0: about it. That's all I ask. Just tell her about it because, uh, boy, that'd be great. A lot, of, uh, a lot of what I encounter with fashion is just overcoming my own body. To then squeeze into whatever is available. Or deal with whatever issue I have. And it's tough. It's tough. Fashion is a little hard.
1: It is hard. It's hard to get creative, especially as a man. Absolutely. I mean, you only have so many components to play with.
0: Right. And then you also have the component that you have to (laughs) to deal with. And I'm indicating my body. Physique. My body shape there. Which in in a time of skinny jeans... Is not always great. Because I, I don't, have, I, you know, if I have to sit down to use the can and I have to pull down my, my trousers, I have to push them over my legs. And it means I have to extend my legs out. I don't mean to get graphic here, uh-huh. but I extend my legs out under the door. So that if you're walking by, you see a guy just with his, and then I have to push him down because you have to get it over my calves.
1: Why do you need the pants so low to sit? <laughs> Can't you just pull them above the knee? That's
0: a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Why go all the way to the ankle? Why so low? <laughs> That's just a behavior problem. That's not a fashion.
1: Don't you worry about the hem of the pant touching the the dirty bathroom floor?
0: Sure. Well, I don't take it. It's not quite that far down. It hovers somewhere between the sort of calf and ankle.
1: Well, you must have to pull the bottom up as you're pushing the top down.
0: You know, as as we walk through it, I'm, I'm figuring that maybe, <laughs> maybe this has more to do with me. Maybe it's an issue that the pants makers don't need to address.
1: <laughs> Just get those kappa tearaways.
0: <laughs> do they have Just those? hang them on the hook. Oh, that'd be nice.
1: Until you're done.
0: Just the breakaway pants. Just like, break them away. Yeah. That's what it's really probably meant for. Yeah. I always thought it was for basketball fellas.
1: No, it's for bathroom fellas.
0: <laughs> Well, that's but so back to the I wanna talk about we'll talk about some other things later, but uh with so you what do you what's the drawing process? If you're not modifying the shape that much. It's the pattern, it's the style, it's the color, it's the material. Mm-hmm. I right, nailed it. I got it. You
2: did. <laughs>
1: You've done this before.
0: <laughs> I like to puzzle things out. <laughs> not I guess when it comes to what I do in the bathroom, but there you go. <laughs> uh so, but and one of the things Leah that I like about you is you always have a little bit of your tongue in your cheek, don't mm-hmm, you? I do. And you have a, a, a pretty. A, this is fun. you don't take fashion too seriously. No, not it doesn't at all. need to be. No, that's what you're saying.
1: It is not. serious. Have some fun with it. Absolutely. You look at it and
0: you say, well, this is kind of bleak. There's a lot of hard people. It's like people in black. There's a lot of skinny intensity. But um, uh, what you're saying is let's lighten up a little bit. Lighten let's have a little fun. Mm-hmm. And you have a, a, what do you call it? A Tumblr? A blog? A I project?
1: It's a, it's a side project, yeah. It's a side project. It's my release.
0: <laughs> well, I think for a lot of other people, mm-hmm. too. It's, it's catching on. It's called, and I want to be clear that this is a little tricky on the audio podcast, but it's called f- Fuck Fashion, mm-hmm. but it's ph. I want to be clear. I'm not saying a bad word when no, I say that. No, you are not. I'm saying f- like fuck. The soup, the noodle soup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, uh, yeah, it was Vietnamese, right? It's that was pho.
1: Speaking of soup, do you mind if I quickly? You take have some soup some, here. I need to take the the pork out, or just oh, turn the no, oven off. No, by said. by all
0: means. No I th- something did smell good, and I didn't realize there was a a pig roast uh, happening. I'm telling you, folks, it's, it's not a. Pork. No, you don't have to tell me that. I know, wait unless you cook it to the point where it really breaks down and is quite tender and you're going to do a pulled pork kind of a thing, you can do a slow roast where you have it at a real low temperature, what, like two, 300 degrees, leave that on for six hours and then yeah. it just starts to cover it with a little bit of liquid. It does start to break down nicely, but what, you, what kind of a roast is this?
1: You know, it just said pork roast. Pork roast.
0: Well, <laughs> good. That's the best kind. You give us any kind of uh, seasoning? What do you do? A rub? dry rub?
1: I did. I rubbed some rosemary, garlic, salt, pepper, and then I drizzled a little honey on oh, it. Oh. you like a little sweetness. I like
0: the honey with the pork. On the pork. Sometimes what I do is a maple syrup.
1: You know, I... That's the one thing I can't
0: You can't eat. do it. You can't eat it? You're I allergic can't.
1: to it? I, I'm, I'm not allergic, but...
2: But
0: like My real, mother used real to torment
1: me with, with syrupy plates when I was a kid he would run around and chase me in the house and act like he was going to rub his dirty sticky pancake syrup plate all over me that's
0: it caused a deep psychological wound it's it's nothing to do with the taste of it you just don't like the the viscosity of it
1: I don't like it I never I maybe I tried it once and that was it
0: well I'm sorry for your loss and also for what you must have to deal with on a daily basis. But that's like me. I don't like to watch people eat food with their hands. and That's oh. tricky to avoid. Especially on the subway. The guy next to me was eating a bag of chips. 10.30 in the morning, he was having a bag of chips. Lick in your hands? No, thank you, sir. <laughs> no. Do you no just thank avoid you. chips or you no, eat them th- with a the fork? No, I don't. I mean, it's okay if I'm doing it. But I, to watch other people do it, but also the lick that's really weird the you, licking of the, the fingers the licking of fingers <laughs> no, I won't even do that to myself hmm. but but watching and I I dread it if that has to come and you see some of these cooking shows they they make it let's say they're making a meatloaf or something first of all use a fork it do, it doesn't break down the fat and it if you use your hands directly you heat it up and you start to break down the meat so you use a fork for a more tender loaf furthermore they get on there in the cooking shows they have a ring on
2: and they're mixing
0: that meat, and there's a ring. Ooh, that yeah. is disgusting.
1: It is disgusting.
0: But anyway, maybe I should have taken that food writing course. <laughs> now that I think about it, it seems like I could have gotten a lot of it. But So what's going on with the fuck project? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I started it about a year ago. And what happened was I, my, my, my co-workers were telling me that I always have something to say. I have something to say about everything.
0: In a nice way. They were being supportive.
1: Yes. Maybe. <laughs> they just felt like I needed an outlet.
0: You took it in a positive way, which I is did. important.
1: Yes. So they, they were telling me that, you know, maybe I should be voicing my opinion of fashion in a in a public setting, on, on a forum, on a blog. So I started doing side-by-side images. Yeah. Like... What is in fashion and what it reminds me of. Yep. And just one line and a hashtag or two. There you go,
0: throwing a couple of hashtags. Mm-hmm. Well, I especially like the goodwill sign, one that was just <laughs> up there. That's uh, <laughs> But what I appreciate is just, it's a free association exercise. Mm-hmm. But you must, I mean, you must have it right there that you just look at it and it just whatever it conjures, then you find that image and put put it
1: Absolutely. together. Absolutely. But it's a, you, you
0: get a sense of your of your own curiosity and your own mind, being able to reach out there as in your own Google image search of your brain and say, that's what it reminds <laughs> me of. It's, it's pretty, uh, how often do you do it?
1: Well, I do it, the majority of the time it's around fashion show season. Yeah. So during spring and fall, and then there's pre-fall, and there's the resort shows.
0: So the there's, resort shows okay yes. there's,
1: four, there's about four seasons two main seasons in fashion so when the runway shows are coming out I look at each show and I pull from it probably the worst outfit
0: the worst looks
1: the worst from each show <laughs> and then in between I'll go on shopping sites or whatever I happen to see on on style.com street style and uh find my way to associate that with something of the past sure or something funny that's current
0: yeah well it's a great and it's a it's a i mean it's ongoing and you have bags too you can get bags that say it or is that just a limited thing that i saw
1: <laughs> no i do have tote bags it's promoting great. my blog via can, tote bags.
0: that's right and it's, a, i mean that's how they all did it uh-huh. so all the great blogs started uh-huh. with tote bags <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a
1: prerequisite for having a su- successful Absolutely. blog. You gotta carry it.
0: Can you buy the bags on the on the blog? You can. Yeah, that's... you can
1: buy them on my website.
0: And you ever get into any trouble with it?
1: No, no. I stay away from handbag designers. So...
0: <laughs> well, I guess that would make sense.
1: And I stay away from Nanette Lapore.
0: Sure. No. Well, that would be don't you know, <laughs> don't don't uh, do it where you eat. But. Uh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's what I me. Mean. I try not to do blue material, so that project is tough for me to get get through. But I like it. And when we say "fuck," we're not saying the other one. No, because that's have really to be clear. It's not it's even not part of my vocabulary no, network. You're, you're you're a perfectly uh, fine and a gentle lady, and uh, civil is the word I was looking for. That's what RISD teaches you, doesn't it? No, yeah. At all those peg leg bong parties, <laughs> come some pretty refined young women. <laughs> Moving into the couches of New York, <laughs> we're pairing the podcast today with just good old fashioned water. Is this from the tap.
1: <laughs> it's from the Brita, because we are by oh, Gowanus
0: Canal. Does <laughs> it come up this way? No. No. Newtown. It's what is uh, it? What's up here? You got isn't that what it's called? The Newtown Creek.
1: Where? Where the the oil is seeping into the water?
0: No, oh, I thought you had something up here that was a, a good, a terrible uh, super fund. Some kind of brown site or something.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm not sure where well, it is, but it's close.
0: I'll send you my tote bag of popular, <laughs> super fun sites in New York. You'll enjoy it. Okay. Well, so, and, and uh, well, two seasons, and then what happens? Winter gets absorbed into the fall?
1: Yes, it's fall, winter, spring, summer.
0: Okay. So so they address transitionary needs. So I'll tell you something. You try and go buy a sweater right now, you can't do it. Really? Yeah, and it's still cold here, but you can't, you can't get it. No, you can't. They're get on them. sale. Not everywhere. Not at American Apparel. They don't have them.
1: Did you go online?
0: No, of course I can find them online. <laughs> but I mean, I'm not. You know, I'll be able to get through. Don't. Don't worry. Where I shop, it's always in season. <laughs> Don't worry about that. I'm just saying it's always one of those things where you're like, well, it's winter now. I'm going to go buy my winter clothes, but you can't do it. You got to stay ahead of it, Mm -hmm. and you got. That's what fashion is all the time. Just always staying ahead. What shoes are you designing now?
1: I'm designing spring of fourteen. Are you
0: ever tempted to just do something just out there, like just like really push future, like just all plastic or all futuristic, no shoe at all? It's just an iPhone.
1: <laughs> the Emperor's <laughs> New Shoe? Yeah, something like that. Well, we did see a woman wearing Sam Edelman shoes the other night on the train. Uh,
0: that, there's the same name of a Boy Scout uh, cub leader, troop <laughs> <laughs> leader that we had. So, uh, or, I mean, maybe... So, that's what that... It wasn't him, though.
1: No, it wasn't him.
0: What's a Sam Edelman?
1: Sam Edelman, it's a, sh- it's a shoe company. It's it's a pretty reasonably priced shoe line. Yeah. But her heel was clear plastic with flashing lights inside. Oh,
0: jeez. That's like the kid sneakers.
1: It reminded me of my dad telling me how uh, in the 70s that uh, he, he had a pair of, of platform shoes that had goldfish swimming around.
0: Oh, yeah. He was that guy. He was that he guy. He went to a couple of parties himself, didn't he?
1: <laughs> he used to wear a bathrobe around.
0: But you have kind of an accent, though. Where is that from? Florida. Is that what it is? A little Florida, Floridian accent? All right. So we got a little touch of. You like the Providence action? That's a nice one.
1: Oh, my parents have thick the Providence th- accent. Uh, I
0: think what you have is escaping that. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to run away from that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a t- that's a tough mix, and they they didn't choose it. They they, they had it, and that's that that the Boston influence and the New York influence is right in the middle, mm-hmm. and that's tough. It's tough on the ears. It it's is. It's tough to listen to. It's
1: tough on the R's.
0: It's tough. It's like, can you do a little? Can you do an impression? Do a little. No, God. Providence.
1: Well, <laughs> I was making fun of my mom because I actually was just in Florida, visiting with my family, and my brother was down with his baby, and I was telling my mom that she used to call me and my brother bastards. <laughs> you two bastards! That's
0: <laughs>
1: that's the, that's way the she kind talks. of
0: charm and quality you get from a Providence <laughs> gal. <laughs> well, I've certainly been called that in the past. <laughs> So let's talk about the bags, because these mm-hmm. things are... Can you know, I call them bags?
1: Yep, they're bags. <laughs> That's
2: what they are. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> well, these things are amazing. Thomas the mm-hmm. Fourth is the company yep. that you started. It's it supposed to be the imaginary brother or the next brother or something, if you were to have a, or just a, a fictional character that exists outside of both you and your sibling.
1: Uh-huh, it's the next in line. Just
0: one brother, you have just one? Just one brother. Okay. And so this occupies this other space, this other creative Spark of something, mm-hmm. <laughs> keeping it in line though. Yep. And uh, when did you get going with that?
1: That was about two years ago.
0: Two years ago, mm-hmm. and that's that's phenomenal, because you've just been rocketing up the up to the top of these things.
2: Yeah, I'm trying.
0: Well, you hit on a nerve. <laughs> just in a in a word for those the few listeners that I have out there that don't haven't seen the seen the things, just describe what you're trying to get at with us.
1: They are very casual. Casual bags. Casual and colorful. And what happened was I was trying to find a bag for myself. And I had saved up my money. And I was Mm -hmm. at the department store looking for a good investment bag. And everything was really fancy and covered in metal hardware. Mm -hmm. And didn't feel me. So I wanted to do a a style that... I wanted to create a style that incorporated textile and leather and... That's Made not that common, though. No, not really.
0: It's, that's already setting you apart.
1: Yeah, and then to do it in a tasteful, casual way that isn't too homespun or feels like, uh, you know, you sewed it yourself. I wanted right. it to be refined.
0: And not too cheap bling. I think a lot of the, the bags that I've seen just look like... Used a bedazzler, <laughs> and, this, and they got a stud thing, and, yep. and it's just there. There's some hideous bags out there.
1: There are. I'm really into function. Yeah. So I was trying really hard to integrate the functional elements into the design.
0: Well, it seems to me, and I'm by no means an expert, but that the the closer you get to that uh, sublime part of simplicity, functionality, and it's it becomes almost effortless when you're talking about some of these luxury goods. The thing that costs the most is just that simple black shoe mm-hmm. that you can wear anywhere. That's elusive to me. I'm looking for it now. I can't find it. <laughs> but these bags start to approach that. You know, they get to that point where you're saying, it could just, it could just be anywhere. Uh-huh. I don't know what an investment bag is or what kind of price point that's, that's at. But it seems to me that you, you, you've got it figured out in terms of the balance. Yeah,
2: thanks.
0: Between a fine, you know, and something to, I don't know, are they very expensive?
1: Well, they're in the contemporary price point. There's a few different uh, levels in fashion. I love mine. There's, yeah. What's there's, the, what are they? Well, they're between two and five hundred. I try not to go over four, yeah. $4. ninety eight. I think that's
0: reasonable. Price. I think that's reasonable.
1: They're all made in New York.
0: Right, and you got a little place, and they're limited edition.
1: Yeah, they're limited. <laughs> <laughs> One day they will not and be one limited. One day
0: not, <laughs> and, and people are picking them up, right? Who are yeah. the people that are the stores? You, can you get them at these places?
1: Yep, you can get them uh, through my website.
0: Yep. First of all, go them... there, which is not the 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 fuck one. No. it's the it's what Thomas the Fourth.
1: Mm-hmm. Dot com.
0: And it's all spelled out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not with the Roman numerals. Nope. Okay.
1: And you can get them. We'll just do a
0: link. People don't have to <laughs> listen through the <laughs> podcast to get the website. So, and you can get them where.
1: At Jamel in Williamsburg,
0: I don't know that, but I like to go over there.
1: It's a it's fine ladies' a clothing. And it's, it's a boutique. Yep.
0: It's terrific.
1: And a few other places, Motion, which is also in Williamsburg. Yep. And Taish, that's in Manhattan. Oh my! I just sold to a store in Tokyo called Tomorrowland. That was big.
0: That's got to be a big big order. And so, do you, uh, is it the kind of thing you make them on to, to meet the demand, or you have I I don't see any bags here. <laughs> They're in my office. Oh, they're in the office, of course they are. I
1: can't keep a lot of stock. That makes me a little nervous yeah. to have too many sure. things that haven't been allocated to
0: stores. But any is each one unique?
1: No, they're not one they're not one of a kind, but I think they're each unique sure. in way.
0: Sure. And what's the what's the uh, what's the character of them this, this time? Are you doing them also in seasonal batches?
1: Mm-hmm. Now I'm working on, I felt like I needed to do a sort of feminine core canvas oriented group.
0: What's a, a feminine core canvas?
1: So it's a, a group of styles that I can repeat season oh, after season. Oh, I see, I see. That are in solid mm-hmm. canvas colors. That the canvas is sort of a washed out, mm-hmm. muted color palette.
0: Well, I'm on board. How about any man bags?
1: Eventually, Nick's Eventually. been
0: asking. See, this is what I'm talking about. All of the men of New York <laughs> are clamoring for, for good looking things. And uh, that kind. Of, I, in fact, am also. I have a kind of a beat, it, it's a fine bag. I don't I appreciate but it, but the strap broke, so now I use some old luggage strap that I had. And it's just not, I don't, but then you look in the things and I don't want one of these things that's made out of old billboards or whatever they have. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I mean? or and I don't plastic. need, like, you, you're not sure when you get something on Etsy if it's going to dissolve in water <laughs> or what, what's going to happen with it. It's made of felt, and it comes off on your jacket. You a little bit. Well, I could recommend
1: a line for you, for yeah, men, yeah. Uh, until I starting my own men's line. It's called Ernest Alexander.
0: Ernest Alexander. hmm. I think you may have mentioned that to me at some point. Ernest mm-hmm. Alexander, I'll mm-hmm. look it up. Yeah, it's good stuff. Well,
1: okay, we'll see. <laughs> we use the same factory.
0: Oh, well, so that's a good market. And that's here, that's in
1: Manhattan? Mm-hmm, on 29th Street.
0: That's great, I can't, just can't imagine. So that must be so rewarding to go from something that's just a sketch to actually getting it and then to have success with it because you've been in all the, all the blogs and fashion notices and, and, and various things. News outlets mm-hmm. and podcasts, of yeah. course. Is this the first podcast you've done?
1: Yeah, first one. How's it going? It's great. I'm having fun. Okay,
0: good. Let's keep on that. Now, uh, we've I, we learned a lot about your trajectory, but now I want to bring it back to me again just for a moment. <laughs> so now, you know, I have my, my uniform as it was when I was performing, that kind of a thing. And uh, throughout my daily life, I like suits. I like, I've settled into some nice things, usually teal. Uh, I'm a proponent of the bald spot. I think that's really going to be making a comeback. The bald spot? Yeah. On yeah. your head? Yes, yes. For for men and women, uh-huh. that would be lovely. <laughs> but I wondered if you had any uh, like makeover tips, things that I could do. What would you suggest for me being a, a slightly heavier set fella? <laughs> not a beast. Not morbidly obese, But I'll tell you, I walk down Soho and they don't carry my size trousers. And that gets very disappointing to me.
1: Anywhere in Soho?
0: No, no. I'd like to go sometime with you. And if we can find a pair of, <laughs> pair of pants that fit, that fit, well, let's send up a flare. Because you'll see all the other, all the other Husky boys will come down and we'll, <laughs> that, That'll bring them all out. Yeah, even the major change. Don't, 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 uh, don't uh, do it. Don't. May
1: I ask what size this is? Well,
0: sure. I'm because I'm not embarrassed to say it. Now, could I stand to lose a couple? Sure. Was I no. thirty-eight, thirty?
1: So do it's you not find a thirty-eight? It's an outrageous size.
0: I'm not like you know a forty-six waist and a twenty-two leg. It's not <laughs> so unusual. Thirty-eight, <laughs> thirty.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So they're usually too long, <laughs> which I take makes
0: it. me feel like. I'm bigger around than I am, <laughs> that's not how it works, is it? That's not how it works. No, it's not thirty-eight inches and thirty inches. Is that how it works?
1: It's the inseam. It's like
0: if you put your hands out, that's how tall you are. Your wingspan. <laughs>
1: it's from the crotch yeah, area from the crotch to the joint hem.
0: Joint to the hem.
1: Not from all the way up at the waist. Right. So you're buying, you're finding jeans and trousers that are too long, but the waist fits. Oh, many
0: of them will be yes, a 34 or something like that. Yep, the waist sort of fits, but then when you try and get it up, the same same problem is in the men's room. Coming back up, they're tougher.
1: Maybe Sometimes, a little Vaseline first.
0: I gotta spray my legs with a Pam spray before I go in. I'll probably get a nice olive oil
2: and do that.
0: I could, I could try it.
2: Uh
0: huh. What it- smells so good? Dale's trying on some pants. <laughs> Uh, I like to do that, but you know, it is, it's just tough. I don't want, I'm not like, I don't need to go to a big and tall shop and wear tents, but I'm also one <laughs> Moo-moos, we call them. moo mm-hmm. You know what it is, truly. I probably just need to get a tailor and then you have to have things altered and all that.
1: Oh, that's a very big expenditure.
0: It's a very big expenditure.
1: You may as well get one pair of pants made and laminate them because <laughs> sheen is in.
0: Is that what's happening?
1: There's some she. I I like that you mentioned teal because I call teal turquoise. Uh, Yes. That is definitely a popular (laughs) color this season.
0: Yeah, it's it's every season for me. For this spring, I've been really promoting teal for a long time, Mm -hmm. and now I have a couple different shades.
1: (laughs) What's Uh, your favorite shade? Because I'm feeling a chalkier shade of teal that has like a white undertone. Right.
0: Sure. No, I've seen that in the in the magazines and things, but I'm sticking to a pretty intense and vibrant. Uh, a shade. You're talking about almost the color of that rug, aren't you?
1: So well, a the little more green, there. but with the white undertone.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like a bolder flavor.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> as, well, that's...
0: as I was recently told <laughs> down in North Carolina, I've got a hankering for a different bird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, that reminds me of something a friend of mine said once. He's Australian, and. We were dealing with this other girl. We were all working together on a project. It was actually a with Kat Warner and our a friend, friend of, Ben. friend of the program,
0: mutual friend, yes.
1: Mm-hmm. And we were working on a Bjork video, doing some costume work. Yes, yes. And there was a girl on the project who would talk, but nothing came out. You couldn't hear anything. <laughs> you couldn't hear a word, ever. She's a very strange girl. Uh-huh. And my friend, my Australian friend said to me once she left the conversation that she was a few kangaroos short in the upper paddock.
0: <laughs> I bet I bet he's right.
1: Then he asked what planet she's from. Sure, yeah. And he reckoned it would be nice to live there.
0: Yeah, well, to be quiet. <laughs> Plenty of time to think. Were you involved in all that stuff too, the Bjork stuff? Mm-hmm. And what was that? They had a, a tank or something parked out here and you guys were doing costumes for it?
1: We were at uh, Matthew Barney's studio. Yeah. And we were there. We basically spent a summer there. And these two directors came in from San Francisco. They were friends with Kat. Yeah. They had pitched an idea for this particular song to do the video for Bjork, and she loved the concept. And they um, shot the whole video in with a 3D camera in front of a green screen in Matthew Barney's. They just have
0: the balls on them. As motion capture balls?
1: No, there weren't any of those.
0: No.
1: I don't remember no. any motion capture. She was in the costumes that we created yeah. in front of the green screen and on uh, a a yak that the, the boys Oh, I just made.
0: saw a picture of this. Isn't that uh, just randomly I saw a picture. I think there's a screening of it oh. uh, up at MoMA.
1: That?
0: I think that's case. what it is. It's the museum. Oh, of Natural Modernity. History maybe. And, no, well, MoMA. they do enjoy yaks. <laughs> <laughs> But I think so. I think it's part of a, a spectacle about video, video, uh, or video music videos, it's that a kind really of thing. It's a good one. It was a really. What's the fun? song called?
1: It's called Wanderlust.
0: And did you have to make any uh, any yak yak costumes?
1: Well, in our spare time, if we if we weren't busy on our work, we had to make these uh, dreadlocks. Uh huh. Like so, mops. So we were spending a lot of time with individual locks, creating them from yarn and fibers, and that
0: Sounds like a good time.
1: They're very particular. These guys took about a year from start to finish to make this video.
0: It's a lot of time with a yak. It was a lot. I had a miniature yak that I used to, but I made the mistake of keeping it on top of my fridge. And, you know, we sometimes do a lot of cooking in oil. And the thing was just matted down with (laughs) grease and uh, dust. Well, it was only that. But, oh, that was not, you just can't clean a miniature yak once you get that far. (laughs) <laughs> but how was that? That was a fun experience. So working with them, New York seems okay. She's on oh the level.
1: God. It was so cool. It was when you had asked me about my first, first moved here and a memory. That is one of my fondest memories. Yeah. That was soon after I moved in 2008 or 2007. Even when we worked on that, and I couldn't think of any cooler place to be than in Matthew Barney Studio, right on Long Island City, Queens, right on the river. Working with these incredible directors and Bjork was wild.
0: Well, she's one of my favorites, that's for sure. I've seen her in concert a number of times, mm-hmm. and I just think she delivers talk about spectacle. She really does. I saw her once out there in San Francisco, speaking of which, and uh, Ginny couldn't make it. She was home with the flu, but I went out and they had it right on the water. And uh, they had a harp player and things, and they sent up fireworks. And as they did, a big ship came, just a giant, like a tanker or something, one of these big boats that was right there in the bay. Came, uh, came through right at that moment during the wow. one of her great emotional uh, tears. And uh, boy, that was something. That was really a, an exciting. She's very cool. Exciting time.
1: Uh, the last time I saw her, that was a few years ago. She had this thing called the React Table. Have you heard Ooh. about this? <laughs>
0: well, I have my own idea about it, but don't tell me.
1: So it's a, it's a table that's filled with computer chips, and these blocks, these building blocks, create beats. Mm-hmm. So instead of sitting behind a computer as a DJ creating the beats for the show, there was someone actually sort of with this performance element creating the sounds with blocks, something Sony made. Ah but I don't it's think so it was familiar. ever affordable enough for any lay musician <laughs> to right. purchase.
0: Once it comes down to about four ninety-eight, <laughs> then I'll get magic it. magic number. Then I'll get it. Then it doesn't feel like I'm spending $500 on something <laughs> <Yeah>. at all. <laughs> well, that's great. I'm glad we had a chance to connect on some of these great things, and you're just doing so many. you stay in touch with Bjork? No. <laughs> email her a little bit no way I wish. send her your send her the fuck thing
1: <laughs> no
0: interested in a fuck <laughs> no that's not how you would do it again P-H-U-C-K okay well we'll put all the links and stuff on how to find it and uh, cool. uh, you got anything else coming up that you want to let people know about
1: nothing no real special events coming up
0: any in store appearances <laughs> I don't know what do you do <laughs> When's the next big fashion intense moment for you?
1: Well, that'll be around the the spring show season. Which is? So that will be in September, August and September. <laughs> that
0: doesn't make any sense. Okay, all right, so that'll be in the in the fall. That's what I mean, you've got to stay ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not so for sale be... yet, it's just being no, the shown. No, these are the design, then, then people... I saw the Devil Wears Prada, so mm-hmm. I'm on board. <laughs> With how it all works, and I know not to make fun of a belt. Because (laughs) that's what poor kid did. She ended up okay. You know, my problem with that film is that why didn't she just go with her? She did great. She could have had a real career. You want to write about the sanitation department? No. (laughs) No, do that. Catch the comet. Ride it for a little bit. Have a good time of it. Did you see the movie? Her,
1: it was for her, all for her man. She felt like she wasn't being true to herself.
0: Which is, I mean, with all due respect to the great uh, Adrian Grin Grinier. <laughs> <clears throat> no, I don't buy it. If I had the chance, I'm going with Meryl Streep.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I would never get out of a limo.
1: Or with, Anna Wintour, in that case.
0: <laughs> well, sure, but specifically Meryl Streep. She would be the reason. I'd be like, nope, let's do it.
1: You know what was on this morning? <laughs> Death Becomes Her.
0: Oh yeah, that's a great one too. I watch anything she's in. Yeah. Defending Your Life. Have you seen that one? Wow. No. Oh, go call it up. Call defending it up on that big. Defending Your Life. Attachy. Yeah, defending Albert Brooks. Oh, it's great. It's great. Is that an old one? Well, it's not that old, but <laughs> you've made me feel old. <laughs> Well, check it out. If nothing else, if you take nothing else away from this.
1: <laughs> What's it called again?
0: Defending Your Life. Okay. You'll see it. You'll get it. It'll be fun. There's one scene you'll jump and you say, that's what Dale was talking about. <laughs> All right, Leah. That was terrific. Thank you. I got a little business, Thank but you can just stay here on your couch. That's All right. I'll be playing. <laughs> Thanks for having here. me over. It was, really, it was really great. Anytime. I learned some stuff. And... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my eye out for things that I like in the fall for the next spring. And trying it's a little <laughs> bit it's a little bit like asking what you want for dinner next week.
1: Uh-huh. I don't know. I know by the time it's available, you don't want it anymore. <laughs> That's
0: right. Well, listen, everybody. We've got the next live show is happening. This is the season finale of season five. We've got a couple more recorded episodes that we'll we'll march out through. But then April eighteenth, eight p.m. Rachel Schuchert uh, Janine Brito and Jonathan Schnapp and Ashley Albert, all names together, meaningless. But if I tell you <laughs> who they are, boy, you'd get excited. Rachel, uh, author and uh, playwright and comedian. She's a multi-talented uh, person and a, a, fine, a fine individual all around. Janine's on uh, FX, totally biased with Kamal Bell, a program that's on there. Chris Rock produces it. Wow. That's not too bad. Not too shabby. I think we're in talks about him coming on board with this show. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're not, are you? <laughs> and, so that's the, and that'll also be, in sad news, that's the final show at Film Biz, but then we move up to Union Hall next uh, in the fall. Hi. So that's uh, that's going to be good, and uh, this will be, there, you got to charge a little money. <laughs> charge are you a little Downstairs? Money. Yeah, yeah, we'll be downstairs under the bocce courts.
1: You won't be on the bocce court. Oh, I can see God. you doing a few bocce well, days. I
0: don't, oh, and I forgot to say, Jonathan and Ashley are starting the Royal Palm Shuffleboard Parlor. And so the Gowanus Canal will have its own shuffleboard. Uh, parlor. I don't know if there is any others in Brooklyn. Uh-huh. But uh, they're they're getting that going. So I'm looking forward to talking to them. And music by Steve O'Reilly. It's free. The last free one that will probably ever be. <laughs> and uh, the web series is launching soon. in Like next week. So stay tuned. YouTube.com slash Dale Radio. Dale Radio.com. And uh, just watch the heck out of them. Even if you've already seen it. Just do it again. Just leave your computer up because I like the hits. So, until uh, next time, I'll be fashioning a handsome sling for my whiskey bottles out of wet newspaper and squirrel skins. <laughs> now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. <laughs>